Welcome everybody to the Ride In DFS and Betting Podcast. Week 3 lineup review edition. Some lessons learned. So, um, good week. Went 68% of head-to-heads. And that was with a little bit of swapping. I'll explain how I swapped or what I did in a minute. Um, I actually didn't swap in double-ups. Or 50-50s because I was in the money, had Leonard Fournette and the Jacksonville Jaguars defense remaining. Thought that was enough to stay above the cash line. It was. But any lineups where I went through some of my head-to-heads and you could tell if, if they had one running back left and it was in the $6,000 range. It was going to be Leonard Fournette. So what I did in that instance was I dropped down to James Robinson and my think my thought process there was that James Robinson and the Jaguars defense, who I wasn't going to swap off of, was really good correlation, right? If the Jaguars D played well, got some turnovers, got up early, then the Jaguars would be running the ball a little bit more with James Robinson. He ended up having a fantastic game, eclipsed the 100-yard mark, scored a touchdown, and beat out Leonard Fournette by a solid 16 17, 18 fantasy points. If I didn't do that, I probably would have only won like 58% of my head-to-heads or something like that, 57, 58%. It ended up ticking up my head-to-heads about 10% to 68. That was awesome. That is something that is just like, I picked the right guy. I mean, I could have picked Christian Kirk. I could have picked Marquise Brown. Pretty much anybody right below Leonard Fournette outscored him. So it wouldn't have been that huge of... uh a difference no matter who I picked. But that is um, something that is, you know, should be part of your NFL Sunday at, your NFL DFS Sunday at 345, 4 o'clock. Just go through, make sure, look through all your head-to-heads. And this week it was really easy to do because most people, there was a ton of lineups that only had Leonard Fournette left. And there were some lineups who had just Leonard Fournette and a defense left. Um but this, like some weeks, if there's a lot of people playing at, if there's a lot of chalk playing at four o'clock, you can't really tell who has what because you open it up and there's four or five blank roster spots that you have to kind of guess from. It's hard to do. In a week like this is when you absolutely want to late swap if you know that you have the same player, you only have one player left. And you're down, right? So thank you, James Robinson. Got me a few head-to-head, a few more head-to-head wins than I deserved. Um, and we saw that a lot when when Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football was on the main slate a few years ago, right? Uh, you know, people would play one person from Sunday night or one person from Monday night. And you could late swap there because you kind of know. Excuse me, had a little yawn there. Uh, you kind of know exactly who they're playing with only one guy left. So the lineup. The lineup was something that I tinkered with right to the last minute. It is something that I didn't love to submit. There was a bunch of injury concern stuff in the middle of it that almost cost me and everybody really. Um, But it was... Josh Allen, and I mentioned that I hated playing Josh Allen with Steph Diggs. 
but I did that. Like on the on the late the last minute um, final thoughts, I said I usually hate that, but this week I could see it because one of them is going to go off, right? You know, maybe Josh Allen only throws for two fifty and two, but Diggs catches ten for a hundred and one, if that's the case, or Josh Allen goes off and maybe you know maybe Diggs only gets. 6 for 60 or 7 for 70, kind of like he did, I still thought that it was okay to pair them up and take on some of that risk, especially if you're playing a lot of head-to-heads. You kind of want that a little bit of ceiling baked in. So my lineup was Josh Allen at quarterback, David Montgomery at running back, Miles Sanders at running back. That was probably a mistake. Um, And Leonard Fournette at running back at the flex. I had three wide receivers, Steph Diggs, Amonra St. Brown, Mac Hollins, Irv Smith at tight end, and the Jaguars defense. So a lot of people played the Chargers defense, or excuse me, the Panthers defense. I noticed when I was like going through lineups, um, I saw the Panthers defense, and that one really never crossed my mind, to be honest. Like I know I mentioned them, but I never really thought about them for cash. I know that Jameis is a turnover machine. Um, probably should have thought about that one, but I had the money to get up to them, right? I spent $300 less than the salary cap and played the Jaguars, who absolutely crunched uh, Herbert and the Jaguar, or Herbert and the Chargers. They actually should have had the same amount of fantasy points as the Chargers, there was a pick six that the player for the Jaguars slipped at like the six yard line going in. If he didn't fall down, it would have been six points added on to the Jags and they would have virtually had the same exact score. Nonetheless, obviously Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts, there really was no difference. I, I'm guessing you, you would say Jalen Hurts was the better play because he was $600 less and they scored almost the exact same fantasy points. Tough luck for David Montgomery um, getting two carries and then going down. And then to see Khalil Herbert go for 150 and a touch or two touches, that was that was rough because that would have probably been at least somewhat or about half of those fantasy points would have been David Montgomery's. He ended up with one point, but he was 70% owned in the, in the 25 and the 50 double up. He was like 70% owned, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, Miles Sanders, I really thought that he had a a solid floor. Like he had 15 carries, a couple of targets. It was a pretty solid usage number. It was just that the Eagles threw the ball a a good bit down towards the goal line, which is why Hertz ended up with 30 himself as well. Uh, Diggs didn't get there. Xavier Howard locked him up decently. Not a great play, but he was like over 50% owned. Amonra St. Brown got injured, left the game in the second quarter for a little bit, came back and caught two or three more balls, but didn't look the same, was a little bit hobbled. Um, So I would guess that if he didn't get injured, he would have probably, you know, 
that was this was his floor, 13 points with the ankle injury hobbling around. If you look in the second half, he, he wasn't really targeted a good bit because he was a gear slower. Um, Mac Holland saves the day with 33 fantasy points. Unbelievable. Um, you know, I just thought he was the guy. And I, it's actually a good thing that I paid up for Josh Allen because if I had that $600 going down to Jalen Hurts, I probably would have, I may have, I should say, moved Mac Hollins up to, you know, Brashad Perriman or, or Romeo Dubs or something like that and not even cashed. Little things like that, like Amonra last week, Hollins this week. One player has decided slates for much of this season. Um, Irv Smith had a good bit of targets, just didn't reel them all in. Don't mind. I still don't mind him. I still would would play him. Fournette was not a good play. Um, they gave him a ton of a ton of work. Five catches, thirty five yards receiving, thirty five yards rushing. Ended up with twelve fantasy points. But the best play was the guy that I played in tournaments a lot at that range, which was Josh Jacobs. Um, he outscored all of them at the same price point. This was a week where I did really well in cash and also did really well in tournaments. Man, the tournament numbers, like the winning scores in tournaments were, were absolutely brutal, low, right? A lot of the, lot of the chalk failed and, and even a lot of like the popular pivots failed as well. So... Lessons learned here, man, I really think it's okay. I had a hard time clicking four wide receivers this week because I've always ingrained it in myself that, you know, running backs are the floor, running backs are the way to go. But I really, I can see now that it's it's shifting with the way the landscape has shifted in the NFL to having a ton of running back rotations and the running backs who are even workhorses right now in the NFL are just not playing well. Derrick Henry had a good game today. Um, but just the workhorse running backs are just not it right now. So I think it's okay to, I think it's okay to go four wide receivers, depending on the slate. This was one of them. There just was not uh, a high price running back that I wanted. And uh, other than that, not too many takeaways here. There was a very, oh, I want to talk about T. Higgins too for a little bit. He really wasn't on my radar. I mentioned him as a play maybe at 6,100, but he was like 30% owned. In fact, there was a duplicated lineup that scored like, I don't know, maybe like 140 or something like that. And it was basically what I had, but they had Hertz, T. Higgins, and the Chargers defense instead of Allen, Sanders, and the Jaguars defense. Um, I don't know if that was like, you know, from a website that explicitly gives you a lineup, because I didn't think that that was a lineup that 
like 10% of the field would or should land on, but it was. Um, So, I'm not a big guy, I'm not a big fan of T. Higgins. I don't see... I shouldn't say that. I'm not, it's not that I'm not a big fan of T. Higgins. At 6,100, Higgins was fine. They're playing the Jets. What I was concerned about is what happened, kind of. Um, you know, Boyd scored. Chase scored. There's so many mouths to feed there. You have Mixon in the backfield. I think it's going to be hard to pick on a given day. Now, obviously, he had 14 DK points. And he went out with an injury pretty early in the game. Um, So he could have actually smashed. You know, I look at it and say that I'm unlucky because Montgomery didn't do anything. You know, St. Brown twists his ankle, hobbles around for the second half. But honestly, I was probably a little lucky to avoid Higgins playing the second half and scoring a bit more at 6,100. So you have to look at it that way. Um, so through three weeks, we're two and one in terms of cash weeks. Um, it's been pretty solid. We have an 84, a 38, and a 68 in terms of head-to-head win percentages. I have the number of overall wins through three weeks and head-to-heads. Um, don't have it in front of me, but it's 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 750 um on sunday night so these these games just got over and i am doing this podcast now because my wife took the kids to the in-laws for a little bit and i am going to have a jam-packed week so i don't know i don't know if i could have gotten the um you know like the lessons learned recording during the week but solid week on to week four, I will talk to you on Thursday or Friday for the week four main slate. Hope everybody cashed this week. And if you are listening to this before Sunday and Monday night, good luck in your showdown contest. See ya.